Hello, this is Vin Peterson of Politics Weekly, and today we're going to be discussing the upcoming midterm elections. We've completed all the primaries, so we should have some really good insight about how the elections are going to play out, and I also have my dad joining us today as well. Hi, how is everybody? I think we're all doing good. So, um, anything, so we're going to start with the Senate races. We're going to start with my home state of Arizona. Oh, yeah. What are, tell me everything we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the Senate races, a handful of governors, the secretaries of states, something that happened in Boston, Massachusetts, and the power grid in California, and some local news in Arizona. Oh, good. Should we tell everybody what you and I did yesterday morning? Um, we were canvassing. Yes, yes. What did we do? Uh, we did literature drop-offs and we spoke to voters in their homes. That's right. Yeah, if anybody is interested in doing any canvassing yeah. in Arizona, you can go to missionforarizona.com. It's very, very easy. They're always looking for people. Yeah. It's not very intimidating. Yeah. Usually you're speaking with like-minded voters. party members, right? In the majority of cases. In the majority of cases, and it's more about reminding people to vote than it is about trying to change their minds or anything like that, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you think it was a positive experience? Yes. Good. How many uh, people did you speak with? I think um, I think maybe about five to six people. And they were nice? Yeah. That's out, that's out of like three dozen homes we knocked on. So. Right, right. So you only get around 10 to 15% of people who respond in most cases. Mm -hmm. It was a good time though. Maybe 25% if you're lucky. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. All right, we'll start with Arizona in my home state. Uh, Mark Kelly is running against Blake Masters. Uh-huh. Mark Kelly does have a pretty good fundraising advantage. Good. Uh, which is kind of surprising considering Peter Thiel is backing Blake Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly's been highlighting um, abortion as well as Masters' plans to privatize Social Security. Oh, those two... Those two issues will hopefully do Mark Kelly well. Especially with Social Security in Arizona because there's a ton of seniors here. That's right. Good point. Um, he's also been highlighting the endorsement from the Republican mayor of Mesa, um, John Glies, and talking about how he was able to secure funding for the city of Mesa and how he's appreciated how the economic recovery plan has helped him there, and he's been endorsing him on that. Good. That's great. Good news for Mark Kelly. Yep. He's leading in the majority of polls and has a good fundraising advantage. Blake Masters is appearing to be running scared on abortion, in particular about like how he scrubbed his website. I heard about him scrubbing his website after he won the primary. Yeah, I guess it's not unusual for candidates to go more moderate in the general mode than primary mode, because in the primary they try to win over the base, like the most extreme factions. In the general, they want to appear to a more broad audience. That's not unusual. But what is unusual is scrubbing your website. Yeah, and changing your positions on policy. That's not, that's not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In New Hampshire, we just finished the primary results. It's going to be going up against incumbent senator and former governor Maggie Hassan mm -hmm. against, a man by the, against a person by the name of Don Boldick. He's mm -hmm. new to politics. Yeah, he narrowly won his primary. He's a little crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, first, he denied the results of the 2020 election. Mm -hmm. And second, he wants to eliminate the 17th Amendment. For those of you who are listening who don't know what that means, the 17th Amendment gives um, voters the authority to elect their U.S. senators. If we didn't have the 17th Amendment, the state legislator would decide who our U.S. senators would be. 
That's right. I remember that's it was added after a while, right? It used to be the state legislature. Yeah, but then there were corruption problems. Ah, okay. So, so yeah, right, because... So that's why they decided. Yeah, that would be a bad system. Yeah, it's like the Rod Blagojevich problems. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And he actually reversed this in August. Um, he said that the election was stolen and all that. Voldick did. Mm-hmm. But like a month and a half later in September, he said like Joe Biden is the legitimate elected president. Mm, I see. I wonder what convinced him. Probably he's just, he knows he can't appeal to voters. In a state like New Hampshire, a state that Biden won by about six percentage points, mm-hmm. he knows he can't appeal to those voters if he's running far to the right on issues like those. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. In okay. Nevada, Democrat Catherine Cortez Masto is up for re-election. Um, she is a tough race. Yeah, it's going to be extremely close. Mm-hmm. She had a close race last time, though. Okay. She's running against the former Attorney General Adam Laxell, who's an election denier. You oh. know. And also called Roe v. Wade a joke and a handful of other things. So that's not great. The polling looks extremely close on that race. There's some with Laxell ahead, some with Matt Stowe ahead. Mm, I hope we hold that seat. It was close last time in 2016. This is Harry Reid's old seat, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 2010, um, Harry Reid ran against Sharon Engel, who was crazy as well. Um, and there was a poll. The final poll had him down by five points. He actually won the election by six points in a upset, which was interesting. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so Nevada polling, take note. Yeah, we'll see how that race goes. It's going to be extremely close. That's all what I can say. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, it's an open seat. Richard Burr is retiring, one of the few Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, convict Donald Trump, I should say. Okay. Um, he is retiring, and he's and the state Supreme Court Justice... Um, Sherry Beasley is running against a former, uh, a current Republican congressman named Ted Budd, who is one of the 147 members who objected to the certification of Joe Biden's victory. He, and he's endorsed by Mitch McConnell. And, mm, and, terrible. And the polling, it looks pretty close, but I think Budd has a narrow advantage. That's good. No, I said Bud. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so... That's not great. In Pennsylvania, this is the most expensive Senate race in the country right now. Oh, goodness. Wait a minute. This is the one with Dr. Oz, Yes, that's correct. And Fetterman. Okay. Yep. So we'll see how that race is going to play out. Of course, Dr. Oz has come under scrutiny for his residency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he lives in New Jersey, right? Yes. Last time we talked about Snooki doing an ad for him. Yeah. What's the polling like for Fetterman and Oz? Um... Most of the polling has Fetterman ahead. I haven't seen a single poll of Oz ahead. It's gone close on a few times, but there's several other polls where he leads by double digits. I doubt that will happen, but it's a good sign nonetheless. That's good. There was one poll that had him ahead by, I believe, like uh, 21 points. Oh, goodness. I'm yeah. doubtful that will actually happen, however. We'll take, we'll take half of that. <laughs> and nice. the, even that would be very substantial, considering Biden only won Pennsylvania by one point. Point two percentage points and Trump won it by 0.7 percentage points in wow. 2016 2020 it's a, it's a close state yep for sure and Georgia um, it's going to be Raphael Warnock versus Herschel Walker oh Herschel Walker's a terrible candidate he is he's made several gaffes he also claimed he was an FBI agent even though that was false yeah he also claimed he was valedictorian at his high school also false <laughs> <laughs> and He's also, yeah, um, so that's, and he's also, he's made several gaffes. Um, mm-hmm. 
He's also been accused of domestic violence as well. That's not great. What's the polling like in that one? Um, it's mixed, but the most recent Quinnipiac poll has Rafael Warnock up by six percentage points. All right, let's hold on. Let's the Stacey Abrams brigade will come through. That's another thing I might discuss when we get to the governor's section in amendment is that there might be a lot of split ticket voting in that race. Okay. Um, in Ohio, J.D. Vance, a venture capitalist, is running against Congressman Tim Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. um, there's some Republican – McConnell's PAC, the Senate Leadership Fund, his mm-hmm. political action committee, they scrapped – they canceled advertisements in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Wisconsin, Nevada – and what they did is that they instead injected $28 million to boost J.D. Vance because he was so behind in fundraising. Oh, man. Yes. Um, he's running against Tim Ryan. Um, J.D. Vance is having a little bit of authenticity issues and a handful of other things. Well, it's hard to be authentic when you're a liar. Yes. He actually was strongly anti-Trump a few years ago. Yeah, of course. So was Graham. So was uh, Cruz. So was everybody. Yeah. And then they all turned around. Mm-hmm. I bet internally they might even still feel that way internally in, like, private conversations. They do. They just want the power. Yes, exactly. Yep, we'll see how that race plays out. I mean, Ohio is a state that Trump won by 8 percentage points in both 2016 and 2020. Mm -hmm. It's a state that Obama narrowly won twice, um, and it's a state that George Bush narrowly won twice. It used to be, like, the ultimate bellwether state was Ohio. Right. That's not really the case. I think that role has... shifted to either Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or Michigan instead. That's right. I'm not, I'm not holding our hopes out on Ohio. Yeah, me neither. Um, in Wisconsin, Ron Johnson is running for re-election despite a previous commitment to only serve two terms. Oh, yeah? Yep, he's running for re-election against the state's lieutenant governor, uh, Mandela Barnes, um, who, if elected, will be the first black senator in Wisconsin. Okay, good. So then, if that were the case, they would have an openly lesbian senator and a black senator. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, Tammy Baldwin's the first openly lesbian senator, yeah. Ron Johnson, of course, has been controversial about, like, his chief of staff handing him a slate of fake electors. Oh, yeah. And also false claims about COVID-19 vaccines as well. That's right. Yeah, so we'll see how that one plays out. It looks pretty close, actually. Um, okay. I think it's definitely going to be competitive. Of course, 2016 with Feingold. Feingold ran for his old seat, actually, and, and yeah. he lost. That was... You can't count Johnson out. Yeah, I know. Despite how crazy he is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin's a weird state. I visited it recently. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful, but it's an interesting state. Politically. It, it is an interesting state politically, but it's a beautiful state. That's right. Florida... Um, Marco Rubio is running against a congresswoman named Val Demings. Oh, she was great during the impeachment trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's a great candidate. She's a former police commissioner. Yeah. Congresswoman, impeachment lawyer. Yeah. I think she was also a, a prosecutor. Yeah. She's, she's definitely a, very experienced. Marco Rubio, though, has been there for a while now, and he's pretty well known. He ran for president. Even Speaking of people that uh, talked bad about Trump and then changed their tune. Marco Rubio, yeah. He might be the worst. Yes. Hmm. Trump always called him Little Marco. Mm-hmm. And he mocked his small hands, Marco Rubio did. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, things in a, he even called him a con artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things that, and then now he's full on Trump. Yeah. Yep. Just stunning reversal indeed. Mm-hmm. 
Next, we'll move on to the governor's um, races, or gubernatorial races, as they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, yeah, I'd have to look that up. Maybe I'll do that on my next <laughs> podcast. Right. We're going to start with my home state of Arizona once again. Okay. Where Katie Hobbs is running against an absolute lunatic, Carrie Lake, in my opinion. Yep. Um, Carrie Lake is crazy, in my opinion. Like, she wants to imprison the current Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, actually. She's called for her to be arrested and... Hmm. Calling for your opponent to be arrested. Where have we heard that before? Trump, lock her up. Yep. But the thing is, that's like a third world country. Like, you just can't call your political opponents to be arrested without, like, due process. I mean... I know. You're right. It just doesn't make any sense. No, I agree. I agree. And also... Florida, um, Florida. Yep. Um, Cobbs is not debating Lake. What do you think about that move? I don't think it's a smart move. I know that's right. Yeah, in Arizona, Katie Hobbs has decided not to debate Carrie Lake. Yeah, it just gives Carrie Lake more oxygen for attacks. I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. Mm-hmm. In Florida, um, Charlie Crist is running against Ron DeSantis. Of course, Charlie Crist was the former Repo- Republican governor. That's right. And now he's a Democratic congressman running against the incumbent Republican Ron DeSantis, who's, got, who's been a media icon. Yes. He's been getting a ton of media airtime, to say the least. Agreed, agreed. Most of it for, I think... Most of it, I think, is performative, in my opinion. Yeah, he's the guy that wants to uh, uh, redo... Um... Oh, no, DeSantis. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. That's awful what he did to those people in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, that was not great. Mm -hmm. In Georgia, uh, Brian Kemp is running against Stacey Abrams, a rematch. We'll see how this one goes. I know. I'm all for Stacey. But Kemp is leading in most, though not all, polls. But there has been, like, one poll with Abrams ahead, and there was another poll with them tied. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, let's poll for Stacey. In Kansas, um, Democrat Laura Kelly... Um, you may have, um, she's running, she's an incumbent Democratic governor in Kansas, a deep red state. Mm-hmm. She's running against the Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Um, of course, we'll see how, a few years ago, she won an upset election over Chris Kobach. Um, oh, good. That's remember right. that? Yeah. Know, that was after the Kansas had a very hard time with Sam Brownback as their governor. That's right. That's after right. the, after the state faced budget shortfalls and cut $2 billion from transportation spending. Mm-hmm. After disastrous tax cuts. Yeah, that's right. And, and like, and Chris Kobach said the problem with the budget deficit was that there was too much spending and that he would immediately, and that he would immediately reverse the tax cuts passed, the tax increases passed by the state legislator. He lost after that, those comments. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. We'll see how Kansas does. Um, Laura Kelly, um, of course the abortion issue might be a thing in Kansas, of course, after that ballot referendum. I know. That was a great thing that the, um, that the legislators put into the primary vote, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird, though, is that um, that the legislator purposely put it on the primary vote because they think it could win easier than a general election vote. But even there, it still fails spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, what's going on? You said there's another one, Maine? Yeah, Maine. Um, you, are we going to stop at Maine? Yeah, maybe we should. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of races. Yes. Well, we can cover some next time. Yeah, maybe that sounds good. Okay. We'll do another podcast the following week. Okay. Because there's so many races. <laughs> You're right. Um, in Maine, um, Janet Mills is running against Paul LePage. Um, he's an election denier, and he was the former governor, actually. 
He, oh, he was term limited. Yeah, he was term limited after two terms, but in Maryland and Maine, it's not lifetime terms; it's consecutive terms that are the limits at. Mm-hmm. So as a result, um, so as a result, he could run again. He's been kind of a racist, and I think that fades him off the cup for Marks Man, in the past. That guy better lose. Yeah, he's running against the current Democratic incumbent um, and first female governor in the state of Maine, Janet Mills. And some other news. Um, in Arizona, there's one story I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, there was a s- bill passed in the state house um, by Representative John Kavanaugh of Scottsdale that would ban any individual from filming law enforcement within eight feet. Okay. And, and it was signed into law by the governor and it passed both houses. Mm-hmm. But then there was an injunction by the ACLU along with several other media outlets because, you know, media outlets want to get, like, filming of, like, police video. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that... Um, the law is temporarily blocked. Okay. And and the defendants listed were Mark Brnovich, Paul Penzone, and Rachel Mitchell. And none of them appealed the case. Oh, really? Okay. And fi- and finally, in in California, there was some... The power grid, um, it was stressed because of the extreme heat, but it held up nonetheless. Yeah, I heard the governor talking about it and, and um, saying that the... The grid did well, and they have a lot of battery storage. Right, and, it, and the battery storage for wind and solar almost acted like baseload power, like coal and nuclear would in the rest of the country. Right. And the thing is, you know, the thing is, California's grid, it's not just one grid for each state. Like, it's the entire western U- U.S. and Canada, and mm-hmm. the entire eastern Canada and the U.S. is all on one grid. Mm-hmm. Texas is a bit of an abnormality. They're in the ERCOT grid. They opted out of the big three grids, the big two grids, mm-hmm. because they wanted to avoid federal regulation. Yeah, that was a disaster in the snow. Yes, it was a disaster. And like people like started like um, water treatment centers failed because they need electricity to operate. So what happened was that people started drinking water from fire hydrants and boiling snow. And yeah. and some people because there was no heating, they rely on electricity to heat their homes. What what happened is people went in their cars to heat up, mm-hmm. and but they did in the garages. So the problem was it created carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. So. That could have been entirely prevented because ERCOT created winterization standards, actually, but they made them voluntary. Oh, yeah, of course. So as a result, utility companies didn't see it as profitable to comply with them. That's right. Yeah, they were policing themselves. Exactly. So that's all I have to talk about. We will have... This is... I probably have several other topics to cover. I think I have, like... Like seven more governor's races as well as a handful of other like secretary of state and attorney general's races i'll talk about that on the next podcast but for now i think i'm gonna be saying uh peace out see y'all thank you vin thanks for having me i'll talk to you later